Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again I'm joined by my co-host Heather Heaton. Hello. And we're also delighted to welcome Mike on um, our recording today. Thank you. Hi again, nice to be back on. Yeah, it's great to, have, great to have you back on board again Mike. So today is part four of our serialisation called Walkamal in My Moccasins. So for those of you who are new to this series, if you please check out part one, Heather and I, we talk about, it's part of the episode's an introduction, so we let our listeners know where the phrase comes from and the context behind it, don't we? Yes. Um, so we go into some detail with that, so uh, it's fully explained. Um, but we also then have continued recordings on a variety of subjects, mm. but we're still having it under the umbrella of walk a mile in my moccasins. And a lot of these, what we're tackling in this series, are questions and dilemmas that um, many of Heather's clients have brought to you over the years. Is that right? Yeah, because, um, yes, and, and thank you. Um, um, I was discussing with you one time uh, about these various questions that come my way. Yeah. And... Uh, you could see that it might be useful for people to listen to us discuss all the pros and cons as we can manage. Sure. So this is why we've set up this list to work through little by little. Right, I think we'll crack on. So as I said earlier, today is part four of our series, serialisation called Walkamali My Moccasins. And today's episode is called um, A Spiritual Way of Life? Question mark. Quite an interesting, intriguing title. I'm very it... exciting to have Mike on board on yeah, this yes. as well yeah. today. Yeah, always mm. um, value your very interesting uh, input, as always, Mike. So really, what we mean um, by a spiritual way of life is that um, how we can have unrealistic, unrealistic expectations when we feel like we're walking our path, as Mike and I have spoken about on a, at least a few uh, episodes that you can check out from, from our uh, back catalogue that it almost becomes, so you've, you, you're walking your path, you may be, um, you might be meditating, you might have a spiritual teacher that's helping you through queries and dilemmas. Um, but there's this sense in which we, we think that um, it becomes about us transforming ourselves, but that can in itself produce um, unrealistic expectations in that we need to reach this point of development but that can be very hard to discern. And it's almost like actually a lot of um, the wisdom or knowing or epiphanies that we have, they can come months or even years hence in the future. So it can be difficult to see the wood for the trees. Um, very difficult. Yeah, yeah. The, and, and I think the, the thing to think about there is one never really knows whether one's made good decisions yeah. or whether you or I handled anything really well until it's gone into the distance. Sure. And then we look in hindsight and then assess, was that a good idea? How did that work? Did it not work very well? Sure. And then go, okay, what do I do in the future? Make a different choice in the future or stay with the same idea to go into the future? Um, so it's hindsight is the great teacher here. Because mm. it can be difficult, I don't know if you agree, Mike, that how do we know if we've actually transformed? And at what point? And because we're coming from a culture in the West that's very much about 
results-based. In other words, you buy a product, so you might buy a spiritual teaching, for example. We accept a certain set of results. Yeah, I think I think we're glow. I think the the telltale point is if you start glowing, if you <laughs> start glowing. It isn't radiation. So if your aura is glowing, it's an enlightenment. I sure. understand. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than from the from yeah. the crown chakra, it's yeah. an auric thing. Isn't it? It, it's yeah. All you've got to do is find the light switch and turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> now you tell me. Put your fingers into the electric light switch and sure. switch on. Yeah, I'm exactly enlightened. That. I'm enlightened. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how would you know? Well, most people, well, when I got into this, I was expecting that whole idea of, well, it would just be a nice, peaceful, you know, like walking through the fields, birds landing on your shoulders sort of oh, thing, wow. you know, but... The Very more... almost tranquil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you, and you... So you became more peaceful, more tranquil, and that's what you're saying? Well, that was the idea. Right, right. But if anything, that whole idea of you know, unrealistic expectations of the, well, at least mine, I don't know if everyone else's, but the journey into trying to become more spiritual has literally been dragging myself through hell. Really? Yeah, um, and um, I can quite understand that because uh, once you start to absorb some of the knowledge, the teachings, the ancient stuff, then you start to look at yourself and your way of life uh, your pr projection into life in a bit more detail. It's scary, it's uncomfortable, it's not nice. Mm, yeah. So it's everything that you, everything that you, it's the opposite of what you thought it would be. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm. Mm. I will say that I've had clients come that have, um, that tell me how they uh, do um, meditation and chanting practices every night and every morning for a very long period of time and don't really quite understand why they're stuck in a difficult situation um so it's a bit like you say um it it doesn't take you um immediately to a peaceful path to walk and everything looking sunny definitely not no <laughs> So what we're saying is it, it's likely to say to yourself as you walk the past, um, okay, where am I tripping myself up? Yeah. And also, if I could just interject there, Mike, this idea of transformation of self, when you're walking the path, the difficulties come because a lot of the issues or a lot of the unresolved issues tend to come up at us. And then you're thinking, <laughs> we're thinking... Well, I thought this was supposed to be a peaceful process, and all I'm having is craziness and chaos in my life. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, accounting for this. I'm going to quote something that Mike brought to us earlier. Yes. And it's a quote from the Buddha. Yeah. And uh, he was asked apparently one day, um, "What do you gain from your doing this meditation?" Yeah. And he said, "Oh." Said nothing. Say, yeah, I can absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So the question was, so why do you do it? Yeah, what's the point? He said, however, it, um, I experience what I have lost. I think that's what he said. But I have, I have shed the fear of old age. I have shed the fear of death. Mm. I have shed my anger, I've shed anxiety, I've shed depression, 
um, insecurity. Um, so you can imagine, can't you, if you're walking a spiritual path, when you expect to, to feel that you've become more enlightened or more peaceful or... Or to meet this special person in your life. Oh, oh yes, and, and you walk towards this special person because um, you are now magneted to what's going to make you happy. Mm. Um, what the Buddha shows is, in fact, what happens that it's you... getting rid of what you don't want. Yeah. What is unbalancing you in any way, shape or form. Um, that, and everybody has areas to work upon, areas to bring forward in their lives. Can I just say thank you for bringing that quote to our attention and our listeners, of course. What I like about that is back to what we were talking about before, this expectation that we can all have, and I know I have, of this results-based spiritual journey is that tells you there's no, there's no result. There's nothing to be gained. It's almost like the journey is the shedding. For me, it's the shedding of who you aren't. I'm still struggling yes, with that in it a really is. strong way. It's getting, you know, shredding all that neurosis, all those things that tend to hold us back. Yeah, because we, I think the really important thing to remember is that every one of us is a really divine being. Pure being, yeah. Sorry if that sounds I don't sounds mean flowery. evangelical or religious pure, no, but I mean seriously, divine. seriously, we're already a spiritually advanced being. Yeah. So much. We just need so. to remember it. Oh, we seriously yeah. are. And we gather up through a, any particular lifetime, and I am referring to reincarnation, different lifetimes, but in any one lifetime, we gather up um, um, experiences, mm. but experiences that we need to learn from. Um, and if we don't understand that, then they go into things like in, they sit into our psychology of like um, anxiety or depression or anger or insecurity or addiction and of course the buddha was saying oh i had all of them you know and what and like you said mike that once you started to walk this journey um you felt that you were going to become a more peaceful a more balanced person and see a clearer view to your way forward in life and instead you found what you needed to trip over. Is yeah, that right? everything has just been smacking me in the face almost. Did all hell break loose? <laughs> well, in one way or another, yeah. yeah. Do you find it came in stages, though? That's yeah, yeah, often it, it never, never gives you more than you can't handle at the time. That's yes. what I found so far. It always feels to people like they can't handle the, the amount they're dealing with, but actually if they look at it in time, they have managed. Yeah. Well, you're talking again about the benefit of hindsight, and when we hindsight look back and realise, oh my God, yeah. at that time I thought you know, I couldn't cope with this event that was happening, but six months, a year on, I'm realising... I realise now the context of the pain and suffering. You know, it's understandable. Yes. But that yeah. we, we don't. It's very hard to discern that when we're in the midst, when we're feeling the pain in our lives. It's very hard to go. Oh, it's fine. My life's transforming. I'm going to be. <laughs> and of course, you know me, and I don't believe in that sort of. You don't soft pull people at all. I don't believe that one should be in the midst of the trauma that they're experiencing at the time to walk through and keep telling themselves everything's wonderful and sure. it should be like that. How how can you really walk through it? in its genuine reality if you're sure. not experiencing it and experience it means it's got to feel awful sure. 
but to know the the, the the most important thing about the ancient knowledge or wisdom, the teaching, the Buddha, is to know that you're passing through. That's the important thing. You are passing through. And of course, what I said earlier that I'll have people yeah. who do their dedicated spiritual practices do come to my door and feel they need support because there are things going on in their lives they can't seem to deal with. It's because they're stuck in one of those traumas that's rising to the surface, one of those difficulties. So if we have an expectation that it's it's going that you're going to be able to, to leapfrog into this wonderful Disney world to live in, then you can be very sadly disappointed because yeah. <laughs> it's like like we all three admit sure. it can be quite a traumatic journey, but you do need some support now and again. Um, and I would you? say, yeah, what what's very important, I'm sure Mike would agree with me. When you're going through these periods of transformation, it feels like you're in the crucible and you're burning, literally burning away everything that isn't you, part of the alchemical process. Mm. If you haven't got a, a wise person in your life to help you, it can be very difficult because that wise person will hopefully provide the context, guide you through these extremes of emotions, coping with relationships and work whilst you're going through this process. If you haven't got that person, you don't see that chink of light. Well, it's very hard but to I think if you want it enough, you'll find a person. Or you will manifest, they will come I think you'll life. manifest it. Sure. I think you, if you're open enough to, like, I need help, you sure. will you will manifest a, a person that will give you an insight. If it, Even just the one insight can take you to the next inquiry into what's happening in your life and what mm. you need to happen. Mm. But one of the biggest things with these um, expectations and going through yeah, realistic the, ones, yeah. yeah, is the whole idea that, well, especially in Western society, we have this thing of, well, everything's got to be nice and comfortable. Anything that makes me feel bad you move away is bad. And, yeah. um, and the whole thing of the spiritualness is to go through these, you know, experiences that make us feel bad, but by transforming them into, well, actually, it doesn't have to be bad. Um, and but some people will actually encounter these bad things and then go nope running away not dealing with that yeah. you know it's out of my comfort zone but that's because yeah. in like you say Mike um, I think in everyday society through the culture uh, through schooling through our lives when we're brought up but through our parents we're not taught that level of wisdom no we're definitely we? not <laughs> because it's not a western cultural culture no. culture am I saying it right culture it, that uh, the the um, the Western culture is, like you said earlier, results orientated yeah. to a point of unrealistic exp expectations, which is what we're. Or to do things that make us now. feel good about yeah. ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. But the issue that I have, and I've stitched myself up enough times, as I'm sure You're both of you have, yeah. and all of our listeners, is, <laughs> is transferring that into mm. you know the spiritual journey, which is about discovering who you are. And it's like, oh my God, this. Yeah, there's just so much more. There's so many levels. That's what I find also. It's like some some of the little trials and traumas that we go through can be very subtle. It's yes. like revisiting something that you thought that you transformed transformed about yourself. Mm -hmm. It comes back into your awareness. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you agree with this, Heather. Very subtle. And Sometimes they hit you like they do. Yeah, a yeah. cricket bat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you and you I sort of you you're normally wielding it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I have been known. No, I take no prisoners, as they say. Um, 
but it's uh, you, sometimes it, they can hit you and bowl sure. you over. Yeah. Um, but I found often have seen with myself with other people that if it comes as a cricket bat, it's because you've resisted understanding what that particular issue was trying like Mike was to saying, show running you. away from it yeah, yeah. running away running away it will come and trip you up or hit you and knock you down metaphorically it will do that but if you're willing to be open and you've not yet completed the the the, the profound understanding of whatever is trying to teach you mm. then yes they come at you subtly i found that that's that's an awareness uh, i don't know if you would agree well i I kind of think of it like um, the more of a problem you're finding it mentally, the more it manifests into your life in the situation at hand. And the less of a problem it is for you, mentally speaking, the less of an impact it has on you when it does come and hit you in that. Although I'd say emotionally rather than mentally, or maybe it's a combination, combination of both. Combination of both, yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, that, um, um, but I think it becomes less of a problem to you emotionally when you have understood it and I won't say fought it or combat um combated is that a word or being combative uh, being combative um, yeah. I, I feel that it's when you've understood it because um if you think about it um most levels of of energy existence upon this planet has a need to be understood at some level at some point um and I think by understanding the concept uh, understanding the concept uh you're able to see both sides of the issue see it and that's where balance is yeah and then gaining the balance you can move on i still think it comes up again later but you have a different view and a different approach there but therefore and therefore it's not quite the crucible that you had before perhaps <laughs> i mean one sort of rider i want to add in here when we say like in the title a spiritual way of life I'm not talking about this grand thing where we're trying to become like Buddha or trying to become like the Mahatma, Mahatma Gandhi. What I'm talking about is just a kind of holistic way in which we can become happier and live more fulfilling lives. So, you know, we talk a lot about spiritualism on discerning consciousness. So I think it's important from my perspective as the host to just... These words can be misinterpreted. These words... That's what I'm saying. Because for some people, they can live a productive happy healthy life they've got no interest in this so that's what i'm saying there's, there's no elitism about this it's no like there's a spiritual journey and there's a non-spiritual journey it's all just life it's all well maybe in a way it's all spiritual what do you think Heather? yeah i think that um uh, there's a lot of people that are not consciously walking on a tuition spiritual as we say or esoteric alternative lifestyle that are living life from a place of their own awareness and consciousness yeah. um, and a moral understanding whereby they're gaining wisdom from their experiences and their understanding of life. They're doing it anyway. And so that's all that this spiritual stuff is supposed to be about, sure. is to give that guidance where 
that guidance is missing or that understanding is missing. That's all it's for. It isn't like spiritual and esoteric and elitism and super, 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 <laughs> super, super living. It isn't about all of that. It's guidance where mm -hmm. you get stuck no matter where you sure. are and who you are. And this is where religions have come from. All, all of them religions have manifested out of the need to have some guidance from time to time and you know you know you can be in a situation and you can't see the wood for the trees mm. and that's what help things people like myself do let's help you see the wood for the trees and find the way out well for me that's the same as any priest um any holy person any person that has um walked a path and understood a lot from walking their path and that's wisdom does that make sense? It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. it makes perfect sense. I mean, I wonder, Heather, um, in this part of the show, whether we can bring us back this idea of an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation. How does that manifest in terms of, because of course it, with this show it's about sharing, you know, questions and queries that people have when they come to you. So sorry, mm. we're batting it back to you here. I'm putting Heather Heaton on the spot. So how does that manifest in terms of people having unrealistic expectations? So might that be that they come to you and say, I want to meet my soulmate, my twin flame. Might it be they come to you for a tarot reading and say, well, you know, when am I going to get by this new house? Or, I mean, you know, is that a question mm -hmm. that you're able to answer? Um, yeah, I, I, I always see it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I always see it as a westernized sure. approach. Um, and it is about um, making sure that my my life, or I'm emulating a person that would like, um, I want to make sure that my life um, goes from stage to stage, being in the place where everything is working well and I'm making the right choices and right decisions and it can be seen. Mm. And for me, that's all the outward yeah, outward expression, expression yeah. to life yeah. um, whereas the guidance is about the inward Internal. expression to sure. life or the inward journey sure. and yes I do get for tarot card readings and for um, help in, in confusions and um, spiritual confusions and shall I say um, psychological emotional confusions um, the expectation is that I should be happy and happiness as far as the Western world tells me, our culture sure. tells me that I should have those nice things of life. I should have that success. I should be seen to have that success. I should have that soulmate that's going to make me happy. And so these expectations I see can be unrealistic. Sure, sure. Um, and that is what stitches a lot of people up, I find, is... But then we've brought up on a culture of it. Mike, I think you want to say something on that. Uh, <laughs> put me on the spot a bit there. I did, sorry, but <laughs> I was looking at your face. I was going to say, um, yeah, like you said, the Western desire to have, you know, the bells and the whistles. Mm. You know, it's not enough to be a spiritual person. I find a lot of people want to wear the spiritual clothes and, you know what I mean? Sure. There's always that, oh, I'm going to get dreadlocks now because I'm spiritual sort of thing. And it's like, you don't need to do that almost. That's the outward agenda of being like, oh, look at me, I'm this. Where it doesn't need to be at all. 
So you feel that some people need the uniform. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But then I think we do do that as human beings. We need to wear a uniform. That's part of our animal culture. To be, to be part of the, um, the, I was going to say the team, but part mm. of the team, part of the tribe, part of the animal group mm. um, is to recognise each other. But if it stops there... Sure. That's yeah, yeah. where I would question it. If it stops there, it's just on the outer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's not working on the, on inner. the inner depths. Yeah, so the, you know, um, and the interesting word uh, that you used was desire. What does the Buddha um, aunt say about desire? I think they say it says something about desire. Oh, is it something like honey? Desire is akin to honey laced on a razor blade or something that, all, <laughs> all that basically a lot of our problems but a lot of our problems come from desire desire yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, and I do find you're quite right people come for a tarot card reading and the uh, the big one is my soulmate sure yeah um, and I, I will say that uh, uh, when I ask people to put a question to the cat, they uh, so many people will say in the middle of other questions, "Will I be happy?" Sure. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I have this take no prisoners answer, which is, "If you want to be," <laughs> and they look at me quite astounded because I'm supposed to look into the future and see. But I've got to be sure that I see that they're going to have this wonderful life as they see it. Their, their field of vision, their concept to, of whatever theirs is, is different than somebody else's. But they're going to have this wonderful life. And they do not want me to say, oh, no, it's going to be miserable from now on in. <laughs> but, of course, when I start and say that you, it's how you see your life and how you work it and what, you know, what, what you manifest you are manifesting. So I go into usually a spiel of explaining how you're manifesting your existence just ahead of you and stepping into it all the time, which is a physics thing. And I'm afraid I do disappoint people because they're <laughs> expecting something more sort of, well, what I would call magical, magical and woo-woo. Yeah. No, tell me what's going to happen in my future. <laughs> tell me what's going to happen in my future. And I said, what you want to happen, <laughs> what you aim towards, you know, but to have high expectations of perfection um, is going to be sadly very disappointing. That's amazing. You just bring up an important point there, and it's the aiming towards, because a lot of people almost expect um, oh, I've done the manifestation thing. Um, it's, it's just going to happen. Where, where they're not like prepared to put the work and effort into it sometimes. Absolutely. I, I do worry that there are many uh, new ideas on healing systems. Yeah. Um, and I feel quite passionately that they often offer instant cure on goodness knows what of everything particularly psychological insecurities fears etc um and of course we westerners we want an instant cure without any effort gone into anything and make our lives magical absolutely mike it doesn't work um we need to put the effort in and that's our transformation and, I mean, you, you mentioned the crucible, which is going through, shall we say, the great fire of transformation. Sure. And like Mike said, it's quite painful to go through. Yeah. But it's the journey through that is, well, some call it rebirth, don't they? Sure, transformation. Yeah. yeah. 
but it's what, what you gain from it. You gain so much about yourself and about life. You gain an immense wisdom by, by going through the experience properly, shall we say. Tread each step and go through it all. Um, and the interesting thing is there are people that expect that once you've done that, then you rise above it all. But what you find is you get the next stage to come on next. But now you tell us. <laughs> over Constant. and over again, yeah. once you, as long as you keep looking back and learning from hindsight, you realise you're gaining ground. But of course, you're not going to any superiority at all. You're not going to any sort of spiritual elite um, and what was that chart that you showed oh, me? Oh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's the yeah. um, it's the over-expectation, no, the, the assumption of your knowledge on a subject mm. um, and your experience over time with it. You actually are more confident of your knowledge on the subject as soon as you start learning it. But the more you learn and the more you learn and the more you learn, the less confident you become of your own knowledge levels. Because you really, having the knowledge the, in the intellect is a very, very different than having the experience of that particular thing. And so as you go into the experience, you you gain, you lose confidence because you realise it's like it's not as easy as you your head thought it was. Exactly. I mean, like my prime example for that one is with myself. I thought it was, oh, it'll just be good enough to, to learn the knowledge, you know, read the books, that'll be fine. Yeah. And it's not until you actually start applying these things to your own life that you suddenly realise, no, I didn't know what I was talking about after all. And that is the moment where you step into wisdom. Well, start to. <laughs> well, that is stepping into it. That's stepping into the wisdom because until you can open up and go, actually, I don't think I know anything or I don't really don't know anymore. Uh, the don't know anymore stage is when you begin isn't it and yeah. then you really start to absorb and what i always think you do is you expand you're taking on more as you go through the experience so if you have a quick route an instant i'm snapping my fingers <laughs> uh, uh, that that instant like transformational cure you don't know the stages and you tend not to gain the wisdom that you're aiming towards shall we say and it's gaining the wisdom that enables you to expand and I say expand and I really think you as a the auric spirit the auric spiritual being that you are without the body that it is literally expands well I always was um read about or heard about it in the idea that it's learning and growing in that sense but Plants don't grow without any uh, manure to help it. <laughs> so you've got to go for the shit to get <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> I love it. But it's true. Isn't it true, Anne? It's I also so true. think what Mike's talking about is that point is the point at which you realise your own life is the vehicle for your transformation. It's yeah. not some abstraction in your mind. It's you know, it's the granular stuff. It's about, you know, your work, your private life, your relationships, your relationships with your friendships. It's your creativity. You know, it's, it's, that is, that is all elements of that. That is your spiritual journey. I mean, I would almost uh, compare it to the difference between 
street knowledge and book knowledge. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter how much book knowledge you got. If mm. you can't apply it, it's not mm. going to be good for you. True. Mm. I, I used to work with, um, should we yeah. say, the teenagers that were uh, challenging, to say the least. Um, and I was brought up in um, an environment where it was all very gentle and sweet and nice and scared of anything going wrong or saying anything wrong. And when I got into this, it was like a massive, massive shock. It was very physical and that horrified me because I'd never had anything like that in my life before. Um, very physical, but I learned a lot about it. Um, but the people that did the job, I mean, I got very good at the job in the end, I have to say, but it took me quite a long time. But the people, the people that came in to join us, the colleagues came in on the job that were instantly good are the ones that had been the teenagers in their earlier years. So they knew they knew it, but of course, and they'd gone on to go to college and what have you, and then they come back on the job, no, oh my goodness, they, they saw the whole picture to begin with. They had the wisdom on it. Mm. Um, so I learnt a lot from them. Right, I think we'll round things up now. Um, as I say, today we've been talking about some of the unrealistic expectations that we might have when walking the spiritual path or the spiritual way of life. And, um, you know, hopefully we brought that um, through some of our own experiences and more general experiences. We brought some awarenesses to our listeners that they maybe uh, can relate to some of the difficulties and troubles that they're having. Also, I believe yeah. Heavy wanted to make another point. Yeah, just on that point was we, we didn't actually pin down specifics no. in those subjects of people's difficulties. No. Um, we tried to keep it broad. And sure. I just wanted to emphasise, we tried to keep it broad so that everybody can relate to having experiences of some sort sure. yeah. rather than just say, oh, just this experience or that experience. Yeah, sure. Right, just to let everyone know again, um, if you want to connect with the show, you can connect with Discerning Consciousness uh, via Facebook. You can message us there. We value any input, good, bad or indifferent. And you can message us there. And maybe if you have any ideas for future shows or if you want to become involved yourself, um, please do uh, message us on Facebook. So thank you, Mike, for joining us for this yeah, it's show. it's been great. <laughs> uh, look forward f um, for you joining us for future shows on Discerning Consciousness. So thank you very much. And once again... My co-host, Heather. Uh, thank yeah, you again. Thank you. This was really good. I think we've done some before together, Mike, haven't we? When yeah, we've been together. Yeah. And it was good to do it again. I'd like to join in with more at another later date as well. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you both again. Thank, and you, thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. And we're signing off now. Goodbye. <laughs>